Welcome back to another edition of the Mindset Entrepreneur Video Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Altman, president of Mindset Go, and I'm here today with Tim Darty, president of Pinnacle HR Solutions. Tim, thanks for joining us today. It's great to be here. All right. So, Tim, I have to ask you, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how did your entrepreneurial path take you to insurance? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur for sure. Uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, back when I was 12 years old, I wanted to get into commercial real estate. And um, really because I was inspired by my uncle. My uncle was in the business and, uh, you know, not just because he was successful, but he was just well-loved and well-liked around Boston. And I really was inspired by him. So I got out of college and the market wasn't really strong. Uh, that industry wasn't hiring. So I had to shift gears. And as luck would have it, uh, I'm a hockey guy. And the Harvard hockey coach, Bill Cleary, called me up and he said he had an opportunity for me. And I said, you know, what is it? And he said, it's selling insurance. And I said, coach, I don't want to sell insurance. I want nothing to do with insurance. And he said, uh, hear me out. It's a two-year training program. And uh, it's a phenomenal opportunity. And I thought to myself, wow, if I'm the guy that he thought of for this opportunity, I should really take him up on it. And so I went into the two-year program. I competed for it. I got the job and uh, loved the industry after two years. And I stayed in it. And I've worked with several different companies since then to learn a lot about the benefits industry. And it's been a great, great career for us. Yeah, Tim, as I was listening to you, you made me think about something. So I know you're very competitive. And certainly as an entrepreneurship, you need that competitiveness. How has that served your clients over the years as your com competition to be the best? You know what? I think it drives us. It drives us to find the best solutions for our clients and to be the best advisor for our clients. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding. And so a little bit about, you know, it feels like there are a lot of solutions out there. And the, and, and the, the word benefits is such a broad word as far as companies and solutions. So what is it specifically you're doing for, for your clients? What we're really doing is we're, we're unbundling a traditional insurance program and we're repackaging it, we're re-engineering it and making it a better product because we can do it more efficiently than the carrier. So today, You'll buy your medical insurance program off the shelf. It's prepackaged by Blue Cross, and it's in a nice package with a bow on it, and it's convenient and easy to buy, but it's not efficient. There are ways for us to manage that supply chain better than the carrier. Okay, and, and, and I know there's a lot of frustration level from leadership teams and companies across, across the country, frankly. Um, and why does that frustration exist, and how are you helping solve that problem? Uh, well, I think as an industry... We have failed the employers. Like we've set the bar too low. Um, the employer expectation at renewal is to get an increase. And if they get a single digit increase, that, that feels like a less bad renewal. And I think that there's a better opportunity out there. We've got to change the mindset um, of these employers that there is an opportunity to do better than that. Um, and I think they're, they're just resigned to the fact that every 12 months they're going to get an increase and that there's nothing they can do about it. It is what it is, as Bill Belichick would say. Um, and the reality is we do have the ability to drive that solution and to, and to find some savings. Um, it requires us to get access to data. So we have to have a two- or three-year strategy to get them to a better place. Right now, they're stuck in this annual 12-month cycle where every 12 months, they're doing the same dance over and over again. Well, and, and, and Tim, I think that the, the mindset of resignation is actually creating a bigger problem because if you're on a leader, if you're a CEO or someone on the leadership team in HR or whatever, 
your 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 only thing you're really thinking about is, boy, I hope my increase isn't too bad. But yet, when you are resigned to your fate, it also could impa- impact employee engagement as a whole. It could be, in fact, employee engagement in your benefits plans. So what are some of the repercussions of that mindset of resignation that you see significantly impacting companies right now? Well, it's killing the middle class. You know, the health insurance premium increases, the, what they're paying out of their paycheck, what they're paying at time of service, it's eating away at their wages. And it's really a crisis that no one's paying attention to. And then, and then Tim, that's true. However, there's, there's, I, I feel like one of the biggest obstacles is education. Because so many of these leadership teams, it feels so heavy, all the different vendors you're dealing with and the stresses around knowing the ins and outs of benefits. So are you able to help them in something like that? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's about educating the leadership team that there's a better solution out there and to show them that you can deliver that solution. We're not going to create more work for the leadership team, but we want to educate them so they can understand um, that there's a better way to structure this program. Well, and, and, you know, knowing you, and I read, you know, some of your uh, testimonials, which you have many happy customers, and I know that providing value is very important. You talk on your website a little bit about providing value to people even before they come clients, become clients. Where do those values come from, and what's that all about? Well, I'd say one of our core values is to be authentic. And when we meet with a client or a prospect, um, we want to address their needs. So I want to educate them on whatever they want to be educated on. We have so much uh, a vast ability to educate em- employers on the entire benefit space that when I sit with somebody, I want to find out what, what do they want to learn. And we spend some time, 30 minutes, just educating them on, on that topic, on that item. And when that meeting's over, they walk away better informed about our industry. So, and, and I think to, to back that up, Tim, even further, um, one thing that's very unique about your company is your compensation model. And that really struck my attention because... Very few companies, I feel like, are willing to put their money where their mouth is. So talk about how you differentiate yourself in that regard. Yeah, I would say, as, as I mentioned earlier, um, our industry has really set the bar very low. And, and we typically compete on service. So one broker versus another broker will have a list of services they provide. They've got outside counsel. They've got HR technology. They've got ACA tracking. But to me, none of that drives results. That's just the part of our business. Part of our job is to provide these services. And so we shouldn't be compensated for just providing services. We'd rather get compensated for driving results. So the typical broker gets paid no matter what the results are. We'd rather say to a client, we feel so strongly that we can improve your situation that we'll put compensation at risk. I'll take less money up front than the service broker because I know that I'm going to deliver results that'll that'll trigger a performance-based bonus. Well, one of my favorite expressions in business, Tim, it's a pretty simple expression, is it never hurts to listen. So for our audience out there who's going to watch this show, as if you're a leader at a company, why the inertia? Why, I, I, why are they scared to talk to you or anybody else for that matter? What's the downside to having the conversation? That's our biggest struggle, our biggest hurdle. Our competition isn't another broker. Our competition is employer inertia. Um, and even employee inertia. If I go to a client and talk to the employees about their feelings on the employee benefit program, they're frustrated with it. They're paying too much for it and the out-of-pocket costs are too high. I go and fix that with a new program that's lower cost and better benefits, and they'll miss the old plan. They'll say, I want to pay for the old plan, as if that was working for them. Hmm. So the biggest obstacle we have is that employer inertia and employee inertia 
people don't like change. And what we're doing is different. Um, but we're driving better results with a different, with a different approach. Yeah. And I think the, the fact that you do differentiate with the compensation based, uh, does support that. So if, if you are meeting with a company, what is your process in terms of do they get a plan before they become a client? Like, what does that initial interaction look like? Yeah, initial interaction would involve an analysis. We want to evaluate where they are today and where are they compared to where they want to be. What are their three-year goals? And then once we identify what their goals are, we can develop a strategy to reach those goals. Um, and a lot of it has to do with accessing data. So typically, in year one, we don't have a lot of data to make good decisions as far as um, financing the plan. But what we can do in year one is evaluate the program and then make an incremental step in year two, use some of the data we collected to take on a little more risk as the employer. And again, take some more, do some more analysis at the end of year two. And eventually, we're trying to move them down this glide path of programs to, and pull different levers along the way to generate cost savings. Yeah. And, and, you know, from talking to some of your customers, Tim, it feels like there's a there's a word that I think they would use to describe you, and it's a pretty special word, and that's advocate. You know, I feel like you're you're advocating for your customers with the other players in the industry. So could you just talk about how, in addition to educating, you're also advocating? Yeah, no, we're passionate about advocating. Um, the employers need an advocate in the marketplace. Our marketplace is is full of misaligned incentives. Um, so if you think that the insurance carrier or the health system is looking out for you in your best interest, you're wrong. And you need someone at the table that's going to really advocate for you. And, and, and in your case, there is no agenda because you are, the agenda is for your client itself to make sure they're getting the best solutions, correct? That's right. And it all comes back to our compensation model. Um, we have aligned incentives. Every recommendation I make, you're going to know is in your best interest. Because if it's going to drive the results we need, I'm going to make the money, the money that I expect to make. Okay. So if you were... A couple last questions, Tim. If you were giving the uh, first couple of steps. If you are a company kind of exploring your company or a company like yours, what should they be thinking? What should they be doing to know that the fit is the right fit? I think they need to, be, they need to think about what type of industry or what type of company they are. Um, are, they, are they innovative? Is the leadership team innovative? Are they fast followers? Are they on the cutting edge? Or are they more the traditional status quo and they want to sit back and be passive? Because the solutions that we're bringing to the table won't be a good fit for a traditional status quo employer. But if someone's frustrated with the status quo, uh, they're looking to be a fast follower and innovative, that's a great fit. And, and Tim, last question is, when you look back at some of the results you've generated for various customers, aside from happier employees and uh, reducing health care costs and things like that, what are some other takeaways that you've seen your customers uh, take advantage of? Well, I think they're able to reallocate those savings. So all of a sudden, the employer gets access to revenue they didn't have before because we found savings in the benefit program. So we're really finding, we're finding profit that was hidden in the benefit program. And they can reallocate that toward wages, to 401k contributions, to other investments that are important to the company. Okay. And you also, Tim, your company also does things in the areas of wellness, Correct. Just if you could tell our, our your that's fans. Right. That's right. We also get involved with HR consulting, um, human capital management, wellness initiatives. Okay. Awesome. Tim, you've been great. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Tim Doherty, uh, President Pinnacle HR Solutions. I'm Mark Altman. And 
Thank you all for joining us for another edition of the Mindset Entrepreneur video podcast.